so many people right now are trying to do flips and they're just trying to force the numbers to work. And ultimately the risk is too high in my opinion. So just trying to be against the curve. Sometimes it's better to wait than to jump in too late. Real quick, before the episode, I want to give you a gift of 25% off. And that gift actually is from TransUnion Smart Move. Go to tenantscreening.com, create a free account, enter the code FAIRLESS at checkout for 25% off your next screening. Because as landlords, we tend to be most concerned with getting paid on time. You might also know that hundreds of thousands of landlords have to deal with the headaches of evicting tenants each year. Evicting a tenant can be painful, costing as much as $10,000 in court costs and legal fees, and take as long as four weeks to complete. What if there's a trusted way to help prevent the headaches of dealing with evicting a tenant? Make the smart move right from the start. Smart Move's online tenant screening solution can help you quickly understand if you're getting a reliable tenant, which will help you avoid potential problems such as non-payment and evictions. For a limited time, listeners of this podcast are invited to try Smart Move tenant screening for 25% off. Here's how Smart Move can help you find your next great tenant. Make a more informed decision with Smart Move's proprietary credit score built specifically for tenant screening, which predicts evictions 15% better than a typical credit score. Reduce non-payment risk with Smart Move's Income Insights Report, which enables you to analyze the applicant's income within minutes and determine if additional income verification is needed. Get critical information quickly with a full credit report, criminal background, and eviction history report. With over 5 million screenings completed, SmartMove can help you make a better leasing decision for your rental property. If you own a rental property, SmartMove can help you identify the right renter from the start so you can avoid the problems of non-payment or evictions. Don't put yourself at risk. Go to tenantscreening.com, create a free account, enter the code FAIRLESS at checkout for 25% off your next screening. With TransUnion Smart Move, you'll get great reports, great convenience, great tenants. Best ever listeners, today's guest is being interviewed by Theo Hicks. You know Theo, he's with us every Friday on Follow Along Friday. You're going to get a lot of value from this conversation. So with that being said, let's get going. Hi, best ever listeners. Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Theo Hicks. And today we will be speaking with Sarah Lyons. Sarah, how are you doing today? Fantastic. I'm doing fantastic as well. I appreciate you coming on the show today. I'm looking forward to having a conversation and learning more about what you got going on. A little bit about Sarah before we begin. She's a nationally recognized residential real estate agent, as well as a passive investor in a 120 unit deal. She's based out of Dallas, Fort Worth, Texas, and you can say hi to her at sarahlyonsrealestate.com. So Sarah, can you tell us a little bit more about your background and what you're focused on now? Absolutely. So I have been a licensed real estate agent for about five and a half years. Um, I had a quick transition into the business after being a stay-at-home mom. My husband was in medical school, decided that was not his passion, decided to quit med school and we needed to figure out a way to support our family. Real estate was that solution for us. And luckily I'm good at it. And so he has been a full-time stay-at-home dad for over four and a half years with our two sons and he homeschools them full-time. And then when did you decide to transition into passively investing in apartment deals? So after him quitting medical school, we had a significant amount of debt. So we focused the first few years on eliminating all of our debt. And now we are working on the growth phase of our retirement plan. 
We recently, a couple months ago, invested in our first passive deal, uh, which was 120 unit in Phoenix. And we actually are actively, most likely we'll go ahead and be pulling the trigger on a second passive deal, actually based out of Fort Worth, Texas, which is where I'm based out of, um, which is 152 unit. So out of all the general retirement strategies and out of all the real estate investing strategies, what was the decision-making process and why did you land on passively investing in multifamily? So the concept of the individual rental house or even the duplex really didn't personally resonate with me, but I knew that real estate needed to be a major part of our portfolio since after all, that is what I know. And I know that there is a lot of long-term growth in that. The idea of multifamily really resonated with me because there is such a big margin between your occupancy rate and your profitability. And so there with single family, I have some investors of my own that I help them with rental properties and they're looking at a couple hundred dollars a month in positive cash flow. The problem is, is they're focusing on those long-term gains based on the whole market increasing and they can't force the value to be increased. So the idea that there's a whole third way to evaluate multifamily housing based on the profitability of the units is really exciting to me. And then also because I am a full-time real estate agent and I close those almost six homes a year, I don't necessarily have the time to maintain properties on my own. So I like the idea of passively having it handled and I'm just getting the money from it on the back end. So once you made that decision to passively invest, walk us through the process of the point from when you made that decision to when you invested in a deal. So how did you find the sponsor to invest with? What was your thought process for analyzing them? And then we'll kind of go from there. Absolutely. So nationally, I am part of a very small group of club of realtors that have earned this award called the 30 Under 30 Award. The National Association of Realtors gives it to the 30 top realtors across the country under the age of 30. So I was in the class of 2017 a couple years ago. I just recently turned 30 a couple months ago. And through that group, we have real estate agents from across the country in all different types of real estate. We have commercial agents. We have broker owners of large firms. And one of them is an active passive investor. And he was actually one of the principals on the deal I ended up investing in. So did you do any extra screening of that group? Or did you kind of just assume that since he's received this award, that right there is enough to kind of show that he's a credible, trustworthy individual? He's an individual that I've known for the past three years. Through this award, we do annual conferences of only past winners. And we also do monthly calls. So I was well aware of what he was focused on with the multifamily. And so we had done some calls before that and he had kind of done some underlying recommendations like this podcast, for example, was one of the ones he recommended. Old Capital was another one, Reading Bigger Pockets. So I felt comfortable that he had good understanding of the market and then the fact that he was a principal and it just kind of made it even better for me. Nice. That's a unique way. I haven't heard of anyone who's found a sponsor that way, but that's definitely a way to find someone you trust. So it's very convenient that you were able to find him that way. Mm-hmm. So after you kind of decided to invest with him, did you just invest in the first deal that he had available or did you kind of have to kind of wade through a few deals before you found one that met your return goals? Honestly, he did a couple of mock ones of ones that had already closed that he had invested in previously. So we kind of went over what numbers were acceptable, what ones were customary, what things are big red flags. So whenever he actually did the presentation on one that was available and that he was actually syndicating. I, I was very excited about it because it just looked good from there. And he's not even on the one that I'm looking at investing now, but he connected me with the principals on it. So that way I could get on the list as well. 
Where is the 120 unit located? Is it at that in Dallas Fort Worth? Phoenix. Oh, Phoenix. Yeah, you said it's Phoenix. In Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what are the numbers on that deal for the last investors? We literally just got our first update last night. We were looking at a little bit over 100% return, a three to five year plan, but it has a 12 year fix, three year interest only. We haven't actually received our first dividends yet because we only closed on it less than six weeks ago. But the numbers were, if I recall, it was, I would be lying if I told you I remembered, honestly, at this point. <laughs> um, I, be- I believe it was like a 9 million purchase. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I meant what sorts of returns are, are you getting as a passive investor on the deal? Oh, oh, okay. Wise. It was got it. I believe it was eight year, first year cash on cash, and then it's supposed to increase to ten to eleven percent cash on cash after that, um, and then of course it would decrease after the interest only ends at the end of year three. So right now they're just finishing the business plan, getting it yeah. through, adding half baths, and doing capital improvements right now. Were there any specific challenges that you faced that you weren't really expecting during this just the entire process of this first deal? No, pretty much we had gone through a full mock-up of how the process went, what the presentation looks like, what the paperwork looks like. I had already been reviewing books and listening to podcasts about the process. My husband is extremely active in all of the decision-making. He is the analytical one of us, and so pretty much if he gives his stamp of approval, then we're good to go. There you go. And then what about this next deal? You mentioned that you got the referral from the individual who is a a principal on that 120 unit deal. Did you do any sort of additional due diligence on that person or again, trusted the referral and kind of move forward from there? I actually went and visited the property today. I went and did a drive through and walked around the community, went and walked around some of the other comparable neighborhoods. It's literally two minutes from my office, which is really exciting to me because part of this area has not been very good. It's been high in crime. However, I'm very involved with the YMCA, and I happen to know that there's some major capital improvements that the YMCA and the city of Fort Worth have been putting into that area. $4 million QT project, which is a large gas station in our area, just opened last month, and the city is working really hard to revitalize it. So that part is extremely exciting to me because it's a submarket that I personally know, and I know that it's been transitioning over the last 10 years. Regarding the principals on this, they actually own another property only three doors down. So the idea that they're already implementing their business plans on another community right there, they're also going to be able to share the same management company. And so when it comes to maintenance and upkeep and overflow on occupancy, they can use that as an advantage when they own two properties in such close proximity. Oh, yeah. yeah the good old economies of scale. That, that's definitely yeah, helpful yeah, yeah. for, uh, yeah, for, uh, for deals. And that was interesting when you were mentioning how you're obviously a part of the YMCA and something we talk about on this podcast is the power of of volunteering, obviously primarily Mm -hmm. to give back to the community, but secondarily from a apartment syndicator's perspective, it's a good way if you are able to get on the board to meet other high net worth individuals. But you just mentioned another secondary benefit, which is being in the know of what's going on in that community. And you knew, Mm -hmm. okay, well, currently and for the historically this area has been a little rough. There's been crime, but through your involvement in the YMCA, you've learned about, okay, well, they are revitalizing the area. There are a lot of CapEx projects that are in the pipeline that are going to have a positive impact on that community, which will also obviously have a positive impact on the deal. Absolutely. And it was just kind of a secondary benefit. I sold one of the directors of a local YMCA 
branch. I sold them a home when they relocated in the area. And I was actually at our annual volunteer banquet this afternoon for lunch and realized I've sold eight homes to YMCA staff, and many of which are not just branch band, you know, physical trainers, that kind of thing. These are actually vice presidents of development. These are HR directors. These are high up within the organization. So a lot of times I'll have a heads up on some of these developments before they're public knowledge or, hey, we're Mm. acquiring this piece of land for a new one or we're going to be upgrading this facility. So it's, it's been a great opportunity with my investing, but also for my clients, too, because I get more business. But then also, too, I can let them know about these things that are going to be in their community. Yeah, it definitely gives you a competitive edge. Mm-hmm. So before we get into the money question, it is interesting because I, I saw that you obviously you won that 30 under 30 award and you won a lot of other awards for being a realtor, but you mentioned that you didn't necessarily start off by being a realtor agent. You started off as a stay-at-home mom and then were kind of forced into transitioning into being a real estate agent and you've done so well. What do you think are some of the keys to why you were able to make such a amazing transition into being a real estate agent? So I feel like one of the main attributes is treating it as a true business. It seems like everybody and their cousin are becoming real estate agents right now. They think it's the new multi-level marketing. It's the way to make it big on the side. And really, if you look at it, if you want to earn money like a real job, you got to treat it like a real job. So being dedicated to the business, the craft, always working on improving yourself, learning new techniques. But then also past that, For me, at least, it is not a transaction. It's not a quick sale. These are lasting relationships that I'm making with clients. Personally, I host uh, client appreciation parties for my clients twice a year. So I had over 100 people out basically just saying thank you to my past clients at a local venue. Uh, We have a drive-in movie theater. So I partnered with them so I could bring out my clients over the summer for a party. So doing things like that where you're showing clients that I'm not just trying to make some money off of you. I truly want to help you and be part of your community, we have a relationship with you. And when you can show people that you care, it expands your business exponentially. And so my job isn't really work. It's fun. Most of the time I'm working with people that have used me in the past, or they're referring me to their coworkers or their family members or their friends. So it's really great to get those calls and Hey, my neighbor wants to sell their house. Can you go ahead and help them? And personally, I don't enjoy cold calling or door knocking. I focus on the clients, the relationships. And so I'm able to do what I love and make really, really good money at it. There you go. So besides that, which is fantastic advice, what's your best real estate investing advice ever? Don't just buy because you think that you need to. Right now, I'm feeling torn, honestly, on this this second passive deal between keeping this money and waiting for something else or the FOMO, fear of missing out, So many people right now are trying to do flips and they're just trying to force the numbers to work. And ultimately the risk is too high in my opinion. So just trying to be against the curve. Sometimes it's better to wait than to jump in too late. I like that. Better to wait than to jump in late. That should be like a bumper sticker. I know. I just totally made that up. (laughs) It's a great saying. It rhymes and everything. Good for you. (laughs) All right, Sarah, are you ready for the best ever lightning round? Sure. All right, first, a quick word from our sponsor. If you own a rental property, TransUnion Smart Move can help you identify the right renter from the start so you can avoid the problems of non-payment or evictions. Don't put yourself at risk. Go to tenantscreening.com, create a free account, enter the code FAIRLESS at checkout for 25% off your next screening. With TransUnion Smart Move, you'll get great reports, great convenience, great tenants best ever listeners we have launched bestevercauses.com that's bestevercauses.com 
we profile a nonprofit or a cause that is near and dear to our heart, get the word out about their cause, and also donate money towards their cause. If you'd like to, one, learn more about the causes that we're profiling, we do one a month, then go to bestevercauses.com. And if you want to suggest a cause that we profile that is near and dear to your heart, then go to bestevercauses.com. And there's a little form at the bottom of the page where you can submit one and we'll check it out. All right. What's the best ever book you've recently read? So it's actually a series. It would be the Freakonomics series. They have three books, Freakonomics, Think Like a Freak and Super Freakonomics. They also have an absolutely incredible podcast. And the reason why is because it makes you think outside the box and rethink about things that we just take for granted on a daily basis. If your business were to collapse today, what would you do next? Mm, I think probably motivational speaking maybe or interior design. I enjoy doing design centers with clients and helping them with the space. If you had to start over, you had a little or no capital, I guess this more applies to passive investing than being a real estate agent. How would you do that? Mm-hmm. I would work on showing value in non-monetary ways. So those connections, building those relationships and being able to provide other people with money into the transaction. What is the worst deal you've done? And I guess this would apply to you being a real estate agent since you've only done that one passive investing deal. Honestly, the deals that are bad are the ones that you give up too soon. I've had a couple where they've pulled out right at the very end, which is kind of a shame, but I'm very stubborn and I don't like to hear no. And so typically I'm working on a yes or finding a common ground and a solution. So I really thought about that question beforehand and had a hard time answering it. (laughs) That's a good answer. Lastly, what's the best ever place our listeners can reach you? That would be my website, sarahlyonsrealestate.com on Facebook, which also com or my cell phone, 817-675-6006. And I service the West DFW Metroplex. I actually use the hashtag, life's too short to go to Dallas. Typically, I stay on the West side. All right, Sarah. Well, I really appreciate you coming on the show and speaking with us today and providing your powerful advice. Just to summarize quickly what we discussed. So we talked about why you decided to invest in multifamily specifically. And that was because you know that real estate needed to be a part of our portfolio just because of diversification as well as you work full time in real estate and the smaller rental properties didn't really resonate with you, whereas multifamily did because of the ability to force some appreciation through adding value, as well as what you mentioned about the fact that one vacancy at a duplex or a single family home has a much larger negative impact on the bottom line than it does at a large multifamily property. And the fact you chose passively because you do work full time, so you didn't really have time to maintain a property on your own at the moment. We talked about how you were able to find the um, sponsor you invested with, and you met them through your 30 Under 30 Award organization. And you met someone there who was actually an active passive investor, who was also a principal on the deal you invested in. And then you also met another sponsor through that person. You mentioned how you screened the deal and how you kind of screened that sponsor was one through that your relationship with them, but two, they went over a few mock deals with you and kind of explained what you need to look for when analyzing a deal and what flags also look out for. We kind of went into specifics on the deal you invested in, the fact that it's between an 8 and 11% cash and cash return, 
each year. You also mentioned how you did your due diligence on that second deal. You drove the property, you drove the, the market, you drove the comps, and being a part of that YMCA organization, you kind of had some inside knowledge about some major capital expenditure projects that were coming down the pipeline, and you knew that that area was going to improve, as well as the economies of scale, the fact that those principals owned another property a few doors down. And then we also mm-hmm. talked about your ability to transition from being a stay-at-home mom to a very successful real estate agent. And it really came down to treating it as a business, making sure you're always improving and learning those new techniques. And one thing particular that you said was that you always focus on creating lasting relationships and showing your clients that you care rather than the fact that you're going to use them for a quick sale and then never really talk to them again. And you do that by hosting those client appreciation parties each year. And then lastly, you provided your best ever advice, which was essentially don't just buy a property because you think you need to or you're afraid of of missing out on some great opportunity. Don't force the numbers work. And then your new slogan, which is better to wait than to jump in late. Mm -hmm. So... I'm going to have to use that in the future. (laughs) You really do. It should be the tagline on your website or something. But... Anyway, Sarah, appreciate you coming on the show today. Powerful information. Thanks to everyone who listened. Have a best ever day, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much, Theo. Best ever listeners, we have launched bestevercauses.com. That's bestevercauses.com. We profile a nonprofit or a cause that is near and dear to our heart, get the word out about their cause, and also donate money towards their cause. If you'd like to... One, learn more about the causes that we're profiling. We do one a month. Then go to bestevercauses.com. And if you want to suggest a cause that we profile that is near and dear to your heart, then go to bestevercauses.com. And there's a little form at the bottom of the page where you can submit one and we'll check it out.